Welcome to Morning Commute. I'm Brad Doles. And I am Sam Albert. You know, Brad and I have been friends for many years. Uh, that's true. Probably, I don't know, five or more. And we've built this friendship on making conversations that we talk about basically anything we can think about. It's like no topic is off the table. And so we wanted to open that up and share that kind of talk with other people. Yeah. So we devised this podcast. It's a 20 to 30 minute podcast in which we just kind of freeform talk about the things that we talk about all the time. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Morning Commute. Welcome. We're back. Hello, Brad. If anybody's dipping into our podcast right now uh, for the first time, maybe start with the episode right before this because this is kind of a continuation. Is there a place that you wanted to start with all of this? Yes. We were talking about Nuka Zeus, who believes himself to be transracial, that on the inside he's black, and so he made his outside match his inside. Uh And the one thing that I want to be clear about, because when we initially were introduced to Nuka Zeus, we were both like, is this for real? Is this guy mocking black people? And I do think, and we were watching a video by Pay Money Wubby, Uh who was commenting on the whole Nuka Zeus situation, and he said this, and I just want to echo it. I believe, as does this YouTuber pay money Wobby, that Nuka Zeus is not mocking black people. However dangerous his rhetoric is, he truly believes himself to be a black man. When I was watching it originally, my strongest belief was that he was faking it. After doing a deeper dive, I don't think he is. I think he's legitimate and I think that makes it scarier. What's terrifying is that, I don't know if you saw this one, but he was talking about wanting to shoot all the white people uh-huh. and get, get rid of all the white people. And then I think it was Pay Money Wubby put that clip up against a clip of a Klansman talking about how he wanted to get rid of all black people. Uh-huh. And so he was sort of pointing out how strange it was that this guy who is believing himself to be a black man is essentially saying the same thing the Klan says about black people, only he's saying it about white people. Since I didn't watch this particular video, I want to know more about the interview. Oh, so good. Tell me. Uh, Well, Angel is the gentleman who had a chat with Nuka Zeus, and he was very measured in his words and just asked him a lot of questions. One of the things he said was, you talked about needing a manager. Are you trying to profit off of this? And kind of backed Nuka Zeus into a corner because he was like, well, I don't believe in money. And Angel said, but if you're going to have a manager, clearly you're assuming that you're going to make some money off of this life that you're leading Mm -hmm. as a transracial man. And Nuka stumbled a little on that. Right. What did you feel about his GoFundMe? That one, I thought my gut reaction was, if anybody donates, he's not using it for therapy. He's using it probably for maybe rent and cigarettes. Because he went on a huge rant about self-hatred in one of the videos and was saying, I don't know why you're all saying I hate myself. I don't hate myself. When you cut your beard, do you hate your facial hair? When you clip your fingernails, is that rage against your fingernails? He said he doesn't feel any self-hatred, which from an outsider's perspective would seem to be false. Right. Is there a broad conclusion that you came out of that interview with? My broad conclusion was Angel's perspective is you're not helping. Right. If you proclaim to be such a fierce member of the Black community and culture and you're crying out about Black power, you're not helping the cause by screaming about white people, by presenting one version of what a Black man is. And fundamentally, I think what Angel was saying is you are not Black. You aren't and you never will be. Yeah. And I have a tendency to agree with 
everything that I saw that Angel said, I was kind of on board with. Yeah. Unfortunately, if we're making votes and we even just say only the black votes count, there's plenty of black people that are telling them he's just fine. Yeah. Which Angel comments on in that other video that I was talking about. He did. Now tell me about that video because I didn't see that video. Because Angel is basically giving his take, it's a much broader take than just Nuka Zeus. He's just kind of a, a portion of it. I'd like you to find that video on your own. I can send you a link to it. Okay, great. Because I, I don't you. want to misrepresent what he is actually saying. And actually, if, could you do all of our listeners a favor in, when you post this video, because this will be your half of videos to edit for yes. those not in the know, can you post that link also in the comment thread? Okay. That way people can kind of look at it and, and get that guy's take on it. I just want to say something that might be unpopular. And again, as you've done, I just want to stress, I have no idea what it's like to be a black person in America, but there is a part of me that really, from a purely emotional, empathic place, feels for people like Rachel Dolezal and Nuka Zeus. Yeah, my general compassion is for, I want everybody to be fixed. The general default that I want everybody to be at is find the best place for you to be happy and not create chaos around you. And I don't believe Nuka Zeus is in that position. And I know little more about Rachel. Again, who knows what gut instinct is even worth. My gut instinct is there's a better place for her to be in where she endorses, enjoys Black culture, and tries to get it accepted into it as much as possible without actually saying that she is Black. To a certain extent, I think it's sort of how she's living today, because I did a little Nancy Drew work on Rachel Dolezal. I looked at her Twitter and her Instagram, and I know that she is, during this time of the pandemic, she's creating masks that match darker skin color. Mm-hmm. She's a, an amazing artist. And I know that a lot of her subjects in terms of art are Africans or African-Americans, Black people. So I think she found that sweet spot where she gets to be a, a participant in the culture without claiming it as her own. I think that sounds healthier. That being said, though, she was just indicted on a welfare fraud issue a couple, like last year. Yeah. So it, it brings into question some character issues, you know? Yeah. Although I I always have to be careful about one thing doesn't equate to the other, right? Yes, and I'm so glad you said that. I'm really glad you said that. One thing that didn't come up when we were talking about all of this Nuka Zeus stuff, did you look into Melotan at all? No, did you? Yeah, I did. It's illegal in many places. I didn't do enough work to see whether or not it's, it's illegal in America. I just, as I was going down these different places, it would every once in a while take me to Australia or something like that. And it would say like, this is illegal. And I think it's illegal in America, but I could be wrong. Uh, it is definitely not FDA approved. It is a synthetic drug that makes melatonin production increase in your body. That doesn't make your skin darker. It makes you more prone to tan. In order for this to work, you not only take the drug, but then you also have to go to a tanning bed or, or go tan. So there's also a physical attribute of the way that this is being done that's harming, right? The odds of him catching cancer or some other skin thing, if not only from just taking a, a non-FDA approved drug, 
but the fact that every other day he says in his video every other day he goes tan right so that's that's how he maintains this look not healthy terrifying because we share similar coloring mm -hmm. and i get sunburn from standing too close to an itty bitty book light so i don't know how he's doing this without promoting cancer in himself i don't think he is what path to go on next i am fascinated by this concept of feeling like the other kin. I read about people who feel like they are supposed to be animated characters. Mm -hmm. they, they believe themselves to be part animation. Right. It makes me so sad. <laughs> Let me just say this. I understand these feelings on a certain level. I certainly can't say that I understand what it feels like to be transgender, but as you and I have talked about before, I had an eating disorder for many years. I was anorexic. And I equate how I felt about my body perhaps as a similar feeling to being transracial or transgender, which is I would look in the mirror and think, this is not the body I'm supposed to have. This is not what I was supposed to be. On the inside, I feel like I should be 5'2", 89 pounds with no breasts and no hips, and that I'm fundamentally in a foreign body walking through this earth. And whenever I look at people who feel like they are in the wrong body in whatever way, whether it's gender or race, or you feel like you're part alien, my heart just goes out to them because I know that feeling of wanting to literally unzip yourself, climb out because this external representation of who you are does not mesh with who you are on the inside. Did you and your therapist talk about your eating disorder at all or your family's eating disorder? I could go as far as saying. Yes. Yeah. What was his take on it? His take was, you're crazy. <laughs> your family's crazy. The standard that you hold for yourself is tethered to a desire to always look like a little girl and stay a little girl. And he was constantly excited when I would come in and say, oh, I've gained five pounds. He'd say, great, gain 10 more. No, he sounds a lot like me in that aspect. Yeah, 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 yeah. And not that I necessarily think he thought I was underweight. I think he wanted me to understand that being a normal average size person or even slightly larger than average is okay and is no reflection of your self-worth, but it's still so hard. <laughs> So do you think that I'm out of place by saying that I think you and your entire family have a mental disease when it comes to that particular viewing of your body? Absolutely, yes. I think my entire family is sick All right. on some level. I mean, my dad died essentially from anorexia. <laughs> it killed him. Um, but can I just right. say this? Yeah. Um, I get it because if someone said to me, Sam, I can give you a surgery or I can give you an injection where you lose your breasts, your ass goes down three sizes, and you look like an Asian little boy. I would take it. I would take it now. Do you think it would be healthy? See, this is where we get to that. I, yeah, I know. That's why I hate it. I know. Because I think to myself, would it solve a lot of my struggles? A hundred percent it would. Is it the easy way out of dealing with being a grown woman in, in the real world? Yes. And in that sense, it's not healthy. But in another sense, it would solve probably 82% of my neuroses. It's funny how important it is, I would say, to everybody. But maybe it's just exemplified in me and you. How important what other people think of us is and how important our vision of who we're putting out in the world is and that goes not only to who we are as people which i think is important but also like i need you to see me as this you know mm -hmm. like if you happen to be a trans person 
not only am I going to identify with this inside, but I need the world to see me as this. Yes. There's something really deep there that I don't quite understand. Because I think on a rational level, and tell me where, where you disagree with me, where you agree with me here. I think on a rational level, it should be none of that matters. Even if I feel like a woman inside, and even if I identify as a woman inside, whether or not I physically portray that in the world, that's all external people to me. And why should that matter? Except for the fact that maybe I need them to treat me like that so that I reinforce that belief inside my head. Where do you fall on all of that? You really hit the nail on the head when you were saying you need people to treat you that way. Because if I look like a woman, but I identify as a man, people are still going to call me she because that's what I look like externally. And if I want to be treated as a he, that's where it gets tricky. Unless we wear a name tag that's like, please identify me as, please use these pronouns. Do you truly believe that that injection would help? If you didn't believe that people saw you that way, whatever your ideal state is, you take that injection and it puts your body in that ideal state for you and you can't really fluctuate from it. That doesn't change your perception of how people see you. Mm. You know what I mean? So maybe people aren't seeing you thin enough. Even if I got that injection and got down to what I consider to be a right. good way. Because I think there's a difference between what reality is and what you think other people see. That's a good point. I experienced this. I don't think we've talked about this much on the podcast. I know we've talked about the fact that in the last year, I've lost 45 pounds. If someone can imagine in their head what 45 pounds is, it's significant, especially mm -hmm. in the sense that I wasn't 500 going down to 450. I was 230 going down to, I think I'm 172 as of this morning. Hey. Um, I've commented to you, I don't think I've commented on the podcast, nobody noticed. Yeah. Nobody could tell. I lost 45 pounds and there's at least one person that thought that I gained weight. The point is, I think we mask this version of what other people see about us on other people and it really is a lot stronger than it actually is because nobody could tell whether or not I lost 45 pounds. And I have to say, from my perspective, what I believe to be true, whether or not it actually is true, is I didn't do it from a vain standpoint. If anything, I enjoyed being bigger than I am right now. I did it from a purely health standpoint. I take my blood pressure every day. And from that perspective, it worked. I was in a elevated standpoint of blood pressure to now I'm normal. Honestly, that number means more to me than the actual weight. But I did kind of assume <laughs> that when I lost 45 pounds, people would notice. <laughs> and that doesn't mean that a certain percentage of them didn't notice. But from my perspective, they didn't because either they didn't say anything or in a small handful of people, a small handful, it was probably two or three, they thought I'd gained weight. All that really registers in their head is something changed. And yeah. my belief is, is because we're all selfish to that extent. We all believe that we're the most important thing and what everybody's paying attention to is us. But really what everybody's paying attention to is themselves foremost. 
I don't know if I told you this, but I went to work at the radio station one night and there's a, a maintenance guy for the building. Um, he does so much more than maintenance. So I feel like I'm belittling how important he is by just calling him the maintenance guy, but I don't know what his official title is. Uh -huh. Anyway, I saw him and he goes, have you lost weight? And of course, as a former anorexic, that was just music to my ears. I laughed because I felt particularly large that day. And so I was like, uh, you think I've lost weight? And then he goes, or are you pregnant? Wait a minute. <laughs> Two fundamentally different things. <laughs> Let me say, he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I hope you didn't take offense to that. And I said, no, a girl always likes to hear that she looks slimmer. And then he said, well, are you pregnant? And then I thought, how did we get from you lost a few pounds to you're making a baby inside of you? Right. <sighs> yeah. Have we strayed too far? Do we need to get back on track? We went way, way past the weeds on this one. Do we have final thoughts on all of this Nuka Zeus slash angel slash pay money wubby slash all of that other stuff? <laughs> I mean, to me, I guess my final thoughts are in the pursuit to find out the truth about things, this only makes things harder. Because I think that I can say from an unenlightened standpoint, okay, you look at Nuka Zeus and my default diagnosis is this guy's a nutcase, right? Yeah. That does not mean that I don't want the best for him. I don't think that he needs some, like, some sort of treatment, some whatever it means to for him to get from where he is to happier and treating everybody else happier. But that is a simpler sentence than it is a thing. So again, Angel finds the way Nuka Zeus portrays Black culture to be offensive. But that doesn't also mean that there aren't Black people that portray Black culture in that same manner. But 100%, I'm not qualified to comment on that. There's probably nuances in all of that that I don't see because to the degree that this doesn't make me sound hateful, I don't care that much about Black culture. Like, I'm a comic book guy. It's not the area where I find fascinating. You know? Yeah. See, we're opposites of that. As you know, I find Black culture beautiful and fascinating. What does that mean to you, though? When you see him and mm -hmm. you see, let's say, the closest thing to him that is actually Black culture, what he's emulating? Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing I think about when I see all of this is if there was a Black man who said, I'm white on the inside, who took skin bleaching treatments and decided to pick the most stereotypical view of a white man. So I don't know what that would be like wearing polo shirts and topsiders and talking like this, like you go to some elite private school. Right. He went on YouTube and said, um, I'm now changing my name to uh, Chancellor Worthington. <laughs> really quick aside, do you know what the default name for a white guy Angel uses? What? Just take a wild guess. Is it Chancellor? No. Oh, Worthington? Nope. Brad? Yep. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> His default thing to say, you know, all the Brads out there. Oh, thanks. All right. But I mean, my first initial reaction to all of this is what racial disparity we have in our country. And I know I'm not saying anything new or brilliant, but I could almost bet if there was a black man who believed himself to be a white man and walked around talking like this, and he'd be probably killed. And I'm not kidding. There would be someone who would find him, track him down, shoot him. I would say that that's accurate. If you saw that guy on YouTube, similar to the way we saw Nuka Zeus, what would your reaction to it be? It would be the exact same thing that my first reaction was with Nuka Zeus, which was he's 
parodying what a white person is. He's actually a black man who hates white people. Yeah. What would you think? I think mine would be closer to the, I feel sorry for this guy. Oh, it would be yeah. in the same category as Angel put Nuka, where I was like, okay, this guy hates himself for some reason, which is much more understandable to me because there's a, a version of America that just hates black guys. So mm-hmm. it's understandable for me for someone who was a black person to fall into that category because as Angel was pointing out, the likelihood that they're going to get arrested for no good reason is significantly higher. If I was making an analog hate scale, I think if I looked at Nuka Zeus and I looked at alternative Nuka Zeus, the black guy who's trying to be white, I think my hate scale is a lot higher for Nuka Zeus than it is for a guy trying to be white. And I can't uh, tell you why, because I don't know why. I wonder if part of it is because Nuka Zeus comes from the, quote, privileged class. Yeah. And a black man who's filled with so much self-loathing, he wishes he were white, speaks to a certain amount of, like you were saying, systemic hatred toward black people that's been around for a really long time. Yeah. There is also a portion of Nuka Zeus that just feels a lot more parody than sincere, right? I don't feel like it is insincere from his perspective, but that's the way it feels when you watch it. When Angel was asking him about getting a manager, then it changed into something really weird. So you're trying to make money off this, he calls it his adventure. And he actually got criticism for calling it an adventure. Yeah, you're trying to capitalize on this. Why? Why don't you just want to live your life as a black person? Why is there free money and fame involved? Yeah, and I don't necessarily think that that makes it insincere because I think it kind of goes back to that need for us to be seen you know, and that capitalization is just another justification that you're legit, right? That's a scorecard. It's exhausting. Yeah, I think after swimming in this, as much as I enjoy these conversations, I also just kind of feel icky. (laughs) I don't really know where I fall on a lot of these things, Mm -hmm. except for that nobody should be treated poorly at all. Agreed. Even this guy who I think is damaging but maybe isn't damaging on purpose. I think that is a perfect sort of summation. He's damaged, he's damaging, but he's not doing it on purpose. All right, so that was the two-part, I guess at the end of the day, three-part episode. Oh, yeah. The uh, Nuka Zeus trilogy. On Nuka Zeus. If you guys want to hear more about it, I'm willing. I think we're calling this the end of this trilogy for the time being, to the extent that we don't just accidentally tangent onto it from another episode or something like that. But that is all to say, if you have any questions, comments on this or any other episode, you can leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash morning commute Sam Brad or go to the Anchor app on either Android or Apple devices or... You can always send us an email. We'd love to hear from you at morningcommutesambrad at gmail.com. Thank you for taking me through this wonderful little adventure, Sam. <laughs> thank you. And again, we must say homage to Eric, who opened the Nuka Zeus door that we are yeah. now trying to scramble to get out of. Absolutely. I also, I brought this up off air before, but I think I should say it now. It isn't out yet, but I do have another podcast. It's called One Degree of Me where I just kind of do a two-hour interview of people that I know and put them out in one-hour episodes. And Eric is on one of those. We do an interview with him. I think it's a really interesting interview. All of that being said, I haven't looked at the schedule, but I bet it'll be at least a month before it comes out because I have 
other backlogs on there, but I will make an effort when it actually does come out. If people are following along here, I'll make an effort to say that it posts so that people will know. That would be great because he's been a great contributor to this show. All right. Thanks a lot, Sam. I appreciate it. And I appreciate our audience and, and Eric. Yeah. Thanks to everybody and especially to you, Brad. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.